welcome to this episode of the Generative Art Podcast. Tim's been learning chess, so we thought it'd be a good idea to record our random chat about it. Learning chess fucking suck. The the frustrating thing of chess is eighty million frustrating things. Sucking is the first and foremost uh-huh. frustrating thing because when you make a mistake, it's like more blatantly in your face. It's immediately, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's within the game, right? Yeah, when, I feel like when I make a, a mistake coding, maybe I'll find it a day later or something. Yeah. If you make a mistake in chess, it's it, it's so punishing. But I've been trying to get better. I bought, uh, I bought like a ton of books. The frustrating thing of buying the books is I like kind of looked at the community, and the community is like a, I don't want to say it's a shit community because it's like a bunch of really nice people, <laughs> but the online community of it is like hyper optimizing, you know. Like, they've been playing chess forever, and there's, like, they're almost like, you should read this book, then this book. Then you should play, you know, until you reach this level, and then you should read this book. It's like, I don't know if it's solved, but, like, in regards to chess, I think a lot of people think in that way. Because, you know, for your openings or for your end games, those aspects of it are like heavy in theory and can be heavily optimized Um, so so when I try when I try to learn it's all this and then I also just stupidly bought a couple of books that I realized I couldn't even read because they say the positions in like a notation format which I mean I can read the notation format but I can't hold it all in my head so then I have to get a chessboard and like play out. I guess that is kind of the point of it. I'm I'm definitely a little bit still in the um like you know if you start to learn piano or or, or something so this you is, don't slow down. Yeah, this is something that I was gonna talk about, which you said that you just before we pressed record on this one, you said that you had bu- bought some books on learning. Now you probably bought them specifically on learning chess. Whereas I kind of yeah, I as you were learning, you were you were talking about learning. Um, being a teacher, I come across this so much, and I'm still gathering resources for my students because I teach on an intensive course. They have three months before they go into an internship to write code, and although they've done prep or they might have built a website before, the like it's they're writing code nine to five every single day and it's not just that but it's stuff that they have never thought about and never um done in that environment before and it's all very very overwhelming because it's an adult course so a lot of them will come in from from jobs or basically not from education so they have to relearn how to learn and there's different stages and it's really really interesting seeing how different people cope with it there's The stuff around teaching itself, like how do you get information to a bunch of people that learn differently, that are at different stages. Um, There's loads of challenges behind that. And 
there's no real secret to this. People keep talking about, oh, you, you must be able to like hack teaching. And you're like, no, they, they do classroom teaching in schools for good reason. They have been doing this for years and years. There's, there's still a lot of research to support the idea that you stand up and you tell them something, you draw it on a board and you give them exercises. And you're basically covering the three main ways anyway, auditory, visual, and like spatial, right? So this is why we teach like that. Because you've got more than one person, it's not one-to-one, you can't tailor it just for one specific person. But then the other thing is seeing their learning curves. Um, there was a really, really interesting diagram, I just tried to find it and I didn't, but it was, instead of, like you've got like a triangle of how you, of knowledge, so the bottom one is, um, you know you don't have any knowledge and it's okay. And then the second one is you think that you have knowledge, but you you don't, and that's quite dangerous. And then the third one is you know that you don't have any knowledge, but you're getting there and you're back into a less dangerous zone. And then the top, top, top one is, yeah, you know it. Um, but I found a better diagram about actual learning and confidence, where it's like your comfort zone is on the left and you don't do anything because you're in your comfort zone. Because as soon as you start learning, you step out of it. And that's why people go back to stopping it. Because the scariest part is the next stage when they have stepped out of comfort. They don't know anything. They're getting things wrong all the time. And they're just in this headspace of like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And you, if you move forward and you start to learn, you gain confidence. And that's when your learning progresses as well. Because you have confidence and you just learned how to learn. You've got more practice. And you start asking the right questions. And your critical thinking goes up and all this stuff. And then, of course, you move into the last stage, which is, is learning. I, this is great. I've, I can do this. Um, but it's that second stage that I always have my students in. And it's really, really difficult for me. Because they have stepped out of comfort. They haven't stepped into the, I'm, I'm learning and I'm good. And they're... Con- consistently just with this crisis of confidence like I can't do it I can't do it I can't do it and I'm pretty sure because now I know this now I've gone into researching this I can now look into techniques of building up their confidence to move them out of that stage as quickly as possible because I I get them for the first two weeks of the course and it's very difficult managing all their different issues in those first two weeks which is another thing that teachers have to do which you you know think about we didn't just stand there and just tell people stuff like everybody tells us stuff as well everybody confides in the teacher so yeah I wanted to just mention that because you're talking about learning yeah I didn't realize that you're the the absolute first part of the chain of the learning process yeah, yeah, I, it's, it's <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, the I think star. it's difficult for everybody involved in that process because it is so intense. We have 12 weeks, all the other tutors are, are brilliant and um, we support our students as best that we can. It, for that, it's a good course and I like it. But I, I personally do take it to heart quite a lot because I just see these people struggling and I'm just sitting there going, you can do this, you can do this. But it's obviously not invoking that that confidence which I'd like to invoke. But now I know that the different stages they could, because I feel like that's been outlined to me better because I know it's there. Like subconsciously, you're like, yeah, they're just freaking out because they're learning again. They'll be fine. But you know that. And the other thing is, you've seen it before. I've been doing this for three years. Every single time, it's the same thing. Like a new group yeah. come in, they freak out. And then you go back in two months later and they're like, this is amazing. I love this. And I'm like, can't you be like that with me? <laughs> like, ah. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I'm sure there are ways to manage it. I'm sure there are techniques that I can now use now that I recognized it, which help them. Um, not this really has a lot to do with <laughs> generative art, 
But one of the reasons that we started this was because my students would ask me what what it was that I did aside from teaching because they see all this other stuff, all this art and digital art that I do. Um, and a lot of them wanted to learn. And I think there's probably a lot of listeners that also are involved in learning, whether that be like a library or um, a technique or a new piece of hardware. And it is, it's like a real big hump when you first start. And the humps go all the way through the learning process. But I think the first few humps are the hardest because it's so alien and you've got to have tenacity. And it's a balance then from um, like, how much do you want this um, as to how much effort you're going to put in? It is for me anyway. <clears throat> I, I will yeah, the, before I start. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting a lot of that stuff with chess it's so fucking frustrating it's like you know it's one thing and you know you know the rules of it you understand like wholly and truly how the system works it's just like making being able to do it well is so difficult and it's kind of like that with the, with the humps it's like you before you can learn the tactics like this is this is the trouble that I'm kind of having figuring out. I mean, I'll get it eventually, I'm sure, but like learning how to learn. It's like first I have to learn to not fuck up twenty oh, I swore. Not yeah, mess up. Like four times so far. Yeah, it's fr- it's frustrating. This is already No, it's only laughing because I gotta edit it, that's all. You you swear away. Um, it's frustrating. I'm sorry. No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm genuinely uh, I'm, I'm feeling it. <laughs> It's yeah, it's very frustrating. I, I've I've started to get better at that. And so I've started to play better. There's also you kind of touched on um but I, yeah, I haven't I haven't been able to play like oh I've elaborately set this trap and I kind of executed on it. Um I haven't been able to play that well, but you know, I'm getting to the point where it's like, oh I think I'm having my things protected all the time, which <clears throat> is the first step of not sucking at chess, I've learned. Okay. Um, but then another interesting thing is, like you kind of said, stepping out of your comfort zone is is an issue. And I know it shouldn't be for me in this, but it's exactly the same. It's like I've been playing uh, a lot of online or not a lot of online. I want to play more online, but I'm fucking horrified. There I go, sorry again. Because it's like it's all record. It's a it's recorded a hundred percent, you know, and then you know that you're going up against somebody that maybe has more experience than you, and you know you have to do that to learn, but it's difficult going out knowing that you're gonna get beaten. That's not like the mentality that I really carry around many people carry around in their life you know when you start a problem you're like yeah i'm gonna solve this problem whereas in this it's like oh with nigh on large certainty i'm about to get creamed but then it does have some of the really good sides of uh backward analysis and then it has some like super perks where a computer can go over the game and you can see where it would recommend different things wow and and then look and try to understand those things. And then ideally, uh, when a similar situation occurs or a similar pattern happens, you should ideally be able to recognize it. So more recently, I've been getting, 
t- I've been getting a little bit better and not losing 100%. Um, but a sign of the progress has been, you know, the computer analysis will basically say who is in the stronger position. And I can see that I'm maintaining a very strong position uh, and a winning position. And then suddenly I'll make a mistake and, and it mm. completely all goes away because chess is also like that. It's so unforgiving. Yeah, you can't take it back. I've seen, I've, <laughs> exactly. I've seen a couple of situations where, in hindsight, it was like, the computer's like, you had a 100% chance. You could have made two moves and completely won. Oh, and instead, you know, I'm concentrating on something else. And I don't know, that the whole process of learning how to learn it. Um, I mean, there's, there's kind of infinite recommendations. And obviously, a lot of people recommend. I, I'm, I, I'm also like doing some things that I know are wrong and I'm not correcting them. Which, damn, this is like a therapy session now, <laughs> where it, it's like I'm aggressively here. recommended that you play longer games. You know, I just complained about making stupid mistakes, and it's like that goes away with longer games. Okay. Um, but I haven't been doing that because I'm being silly. Yeah. So um, just, just to, I, I'm, I'm unfamiliar. Like, I know how I know the rules of chess, but obviously have not. I'm, I'm quite into this. I'm always like, I'm, I was thinking recently about learning something that was just completely off. You know, I I will do something like, what am I going to do this year? Oh, probably learn how to draw faces, which is very much within a very small set of parameters of what I still do. Um, but what's the difference? Do you get to choose a long game and a short game? Yeah, yeah. There's um. Pretty much just different time parameters, and that's that's how it exists. Yeah, uh, no, just a total time that you can play. If you run out of time, uh, you usually lose. Okay, okay. Um, I guess that makes it interesting or like target driven. Yeah, yeah, it it exists like that in the competitive world as well. Um, There's classical, which has has a much longer time frame. And then there's, uh, and in those ones, if they're a draw, they tend to reduce the time frame and play in a tighter and tighter until, you know, you're you're trying to play a game in uh, like a minute or something. They call it bullet chess. It's just absolutely insane. And you're purely wow. relying on your instinctual chess skills rather than in-depth analysis. I see. Um, I see. I see. Yeah. So if you play the, if you play the people in, you know, in Union Square in New York, yeah. A, they're very, very good. Um, you know, maybe not the best in the world, but they're very good. And B, they're particularly good at uh, playing chess within those parameters that that they also set. You know, five minutes, and you know, every move you don't get any extra time. It's just, uh, you know, if they can play a, in a way that makes it very complex for you, but they have a strong understanding of it. I see. So that's another thing of the chess. It's like you can't. It's, it's, it's funny going into something basically being like, well, I'm never going to be the best. Like I have to set a goal of being X level good. Um, another thing that I've noticed that's very, very apparent is I started doing just like puzzles. I've been using an app, uh, Lee Chess, and, which is open source, which is why you chose it. What, what was um, that called, sorry? Uh, Lee Chess, L-I Chess. Okay. And it has puzzles in it where you're kind of put in a particular situation 
and you've got to figure out a set of moves that basically lands you ahead of where you were. Um, so, you know, it, it won't be so simple as, as like take one of their pieces. It'll be like take one and then they'll take yours, but you secretly opened up a discovered attack and, and take another one of theirs. And suddenly you've got two pieces for one. But I've been doing those to to avoid uh, playing people because I fucking oh, I swear again it's like gets my adrenaline going <laughs> insanely. Um, but uh, a thing about that is those are also ranked. So when you do better, you start getting harder puzzles, um, which which involve more complex thinking and and different patterns. I think like a few of them I started to recognize very easy, but now I I keep making mistakes. But one thing that I've learned is how brutally apparent, you know, when you're coding, you can kind of start to struggle when you get tired and, and things take a little longer or you do find yourself just doing stupid things and yeah. hoping that it'll work. Yeah. Uh, it's so brutal in this because if you do it wrong, you get it wrong. So. It's like at yeah, 11 o'clock or, or after a day, I'll be like, oh, let me do some of these puzzles. And then I'll get five wrong in a row because I didn't think about it correctly or I was like too, I struck out too early. And uh, it's just like, oh, I'm tired. Like here's a direct downward graph of my puzzle ranking based <laughs> on exactly how silly it is that I'm doing these while I'm tired. Yeah. I have I have quite a lot to say just about doing things when you're tired, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's not productive. I think the mistakes thing as well, it is very, because you're learning, you are definitely going to make mistakes. Like that's, yeah. I think that helps you learn because if you make a mistake at one point, the next time you come to problem solve the next, the same situation or a similar situation, you can go back to that original mistake that you've made because you're like, I've come across this before. Yeah. I... I'm starting to get that, but yeah. still, and it, I guess it exists in code. Like you're like, oh, I've seen this problem before. Yes, it exists. I'm, st I'm starting to see problems code. that I've seen, but not remember in chat specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I sort of want chess to be a little bit like that. I want it to, um, if you are in a certain situation and you make these moves to better yourself to get yourself out of the situation or win or take a piece or whatever it is that you're trying to do the next time you're in that situation you'll know what happened but I'm assuming it's yeah. more complicated than that because you've got the timeline which is always the thing with me with chess is having to think ahead and it's not beyond me I just it's uh, I don't know I just think ahead so much. just sit there yeah. thinking the whole time um, the opening part is kind of like that like, I you know, see. I said this computer analysis and stuff like that, but with the openings, um, it's basically called an opening book, I think, based on, they used to have books of, of different lines that the opening, the start of the game could go down. Um, but with online, you have the history of every game that has ever been played on that app. So That's pretty cool. when you make a first move, you know, it'll say like two million. And then you make, and then they'll make a first move, and they'll be like, "Oh, there's a million games that went in this direction." And then you make a second move, and and it will and it will slowly mill down. Um, 
and it does that, but at the same time as doing that, it shows the win percentage of those games, how much white one and how much black one. And wow. so you, cool. yeah, you, that's, I guess, the start of that kind of weird memorization or, or memory part where you're like, oh, I've been in this situation exactly because it's three moves into the game. Yeah. And I remember, if I do remember correctly, that this would be the best move. And then you also have to try to understand why that's the best move, which I, I find that a lot in coding, um, you know, trying to teach people um, or, or reviewing code. You tell people how to do it and the why is is sometimes lost. And I, yeah, know, sometimes I, I feel like I'm a that. dick because yeah. I'm like, no, like this is wrong. This is the way. And that I find that a lot you know, they're of like, time, no, but it works. Yeah, I find a lot of times that I'm doing the why. Um, my students are like, why? Because I'll be teaching something like CSS layout, which if our listeners don't know, um, when you're writing CSS, which lays out all the elements on your website, there's probably about four or five different ways of just achieving the same task. And you choose the one based on experience. You choose one where you've tried the others and this has been the best solution. And I struggle with that with my students because they don't have that experience. And they'll be like, why? And you're like, sometimes. I just be like, I don't know, just, I've just always done it. And it'll be because 15 years ago, you know, Internet Explorer 6 had a double margin bug. But <laughs> and so I'm still just always, always just carried on. Just go, yes, this is the most robust. This is going to cause less error, yeah. like further down the track. Oh, that's exactly. A lot of my feedback. Of winning, basically. Exactly. A lot of my feedback is like, I know that this is the kind of thing that will break. By all means, I'll probably see it and not understand it and delete it because I don't feel like it's correct um, yeah which is but remember why <coughs> that is hard that is hard um yeah yeah well it's like oh 90 percent of people win if they do this move and i'll look at it and be like i don't i mean if it was ever 90 percent, it would be great but you know it's usually a game of small margins you know you're trying yeah. to eep a stronger position in the center i'm getting there i'm getting there but i need you have to keep us updated. Do you, just out of interest, before we finish, do you compare yourselves? Do you compare yourself to anyone? Do you have anyone to do that to? Um, and do Not, you find... No? I've been trying to get some friends into it. Um, uh -huh. And I do have some friends. I just haven't, I haven't have got the self-confidence yet to even bridge the gap to talk to the people to do those things. Yeah, because I, I tend to find in a classroom situation, people are very good at comparing themselves to others and that makes things worse, not better. Because we all have terrible thinking traps of thinking that everybody's better than us. <laughs> and yeah. there's a lot of assumptions made. Um, so that's definitely one. I need the, that's, I mean, there's so many different like minor skills that need I need to be building up. It's like at the end of a game, Ideally, you will play it back. Um, and a lot of like really good chess players just basically have remember what happened. They just have completely, you know, blindfold. This is what happened. I don't think I'll ever achieve that level. So it means I got to write down every single move that happens as it happens in 
and then the playback period is particularly long, so I've just been doing online, which is without doubt not as good as having a person sit and explain everything, but um, getting better every day. That's cool. That's very cool. I'm really, I'm, I'm into this. I want to learn something completely different. I just haven't figured out what that is yet. <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely, I'm having an easier time with this. Uh, maybe not than when I was learning piano. I guess yeah. piano was, had, had a physical brain connections that needed to be made to make my fingers press the chords as I was oh, reading true. them, going into the head and coming out the other side with this. You know, it's, I guess it's a little bit more brain oriented. I did. Anyway, I'll I'll keep everyone up to date. It's a yeah, do. journey. Because you've mentioned piano and I went back to it a couple of years ago because I learned it when I was younger and then just didn't do it for 30 years. Um, I, was, I really wanted to do jazz piano this year because I think that's a much better grounding for chords, chords progressions, music theory, that kind of thing. Yeah, yep. Um, and... I went on back to this course that I bookmarked last bookmarked last year, and it's three hundred fifty dollars, which listeners, is very much out of my price range for anything. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm like, oh damn it! I really wanted to, and the person that I know that teaches it has moved away as well, so I'm uh, a bit stuck because I feel like I need guidance. Like I can sit there and learn chords, but I don't think that's quite enough. Yeah, I like the improv, improv side of it. I think my uh, piano goals were if you've ever lis- listened to like that lo-fi hip-hop you know it's always kind of yeah. a janky repeating slightly changing very slow piano tune that is very meditative and nice and that's my yeah, it's nice. like i'd like to be able to just put some headphones on and play for 20 minutes the best at it but yeah i was i was very much in that space as well when i thought about jazz piano because if you're learning chords and chords progressions, then that's, I think, that you can just sit there and just play chords, right? <laughs> I mean, right. That's how it works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the idea. So when you come to do it. But you're in, you're in the same boat. Like, you're in that learning boat where the first stage is, I can't do this and this is crazy and what am I doing? And I want to go and sit down. Yeah. Well, I have to pass 8,000 difficult barriers before... You can really learn, like, you know, it, it broadens, the, the river broadens rather than thins at the end of the ladder of chess. When I see, I think when you're learning things, you start with a very thin border and then it, uh, a very broad, like, oh, here's everything. And then you kind of start to specialize. Um, I mean, maybe not for everybody, but for this, it's just like, oh, wow, scary. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize well, that there was so much to chess, Tim. I honestly didn't. I mean, it's it's not solved. That's for sure. It's not solved. That's good though. And I'm I'm into I'm into it. I'm into things that aren't solved. Yeah, things don't need to be solved. Well, that's it. The champ, like world champions, kind of. Uh, there's a whole thing of like how computers learn chess, and and people train computers now um, really I don't know. yeah i mean the computer will be like this these are the best moves in this situation and it's a very complex thing and i don't know some computers it, it has happened in real life too you know there's like a series of 
48 moves that have to be exact in order to win, and you know, a computer will recognize it very quickly. A human won't. It's it's cool to to like watch chess, and see. Uh, I mean, it's very impossible for me to understand how they're playing. You know, they're they've got so much different theory behind what they're doing compared to what I'm trying to do. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a computer will be analyzing it as they play, and you get to see that. Of course, they don't. And um, you know. Every every time a move is made, it'll be like, oh, that was like aggressively wrong. You know, they just threw away a, a huge chance, and you won't really understand why. And the computer will be like, well, if they did these exact thirty moves, they would win. And it's like that's beyond human, you know, comprehension to see that that would happen. But I don't know. Cool. That is really really huh? interesting because I know it was the Deep Blue, wasn't it? And that was ninety something. Um, yeah, the first computer to beat the chess player, but um, yeah, the I, yeah, I'm quite surprised that they depend on the, the AI so much. IA AI. I mean, it's it's so different now as well um, compared to then. I think there there's prior was like a lot of depth um, and raw processing. It's still it's still the same, but the, yeah. You know, AI, of course, just more and more data. Crazy. They yeah, they kind of do these these ones where they stop um, the they take a rule out the, the castling rule, um, which is something that you do to get your king kind of into a safe place. Um, they take that right. out and and make a computer learn that, so it kind of is forced to do. A whole different set of strategies and then people can learn from those strategies wow interesting that is very interesting all right um i could talk about it forever but maybe we should pull it pull it there <laughs> probably i was just gonna say it makes me feel quite uncomfortable to think that people are using computers for training which makes sense with chess but i feel like so much lost a few more power there. <laughs> Uh, it it actually like prevented me. I, I I learned the rules growing up. Of course, it's frustrating to look back at that. I kind of stopped. Uh, not that I stopped, but looking look back at how little I understood. I, I obviously wasn't. You know, I I learned through just playing with my dad, not through being taught theory or anything. So it's funny to see, like, oh man, so many different things that were a few steps away from my comprehension that I guess nobody kind of gave me the language or explanation before. And that is interesting. Um, I wonder how many things I vaguely have learned and not deeply. Well, that's it. It's like, oh, I didn't have books and I didn't have internet, so I didn't really, and I obviously didn't pursue it. So there's like all those little things just an inch away. Hmm. <clears throat> oh, well. Thanks. Thanks for talking about chess. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we've inspired everybody to go and learn something completely different. Um, yeah. But also That's make the feel better about learning because it is, it is a very arduous process and it takes yeah. a lot of effort. Um, when I'm not the one making the mistake, it feels great. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to hang on to those moments. <laughs> so yeah. you got to hang on to to keep you going. Far and few between. Yeah. All right. Oh, I doubt it. You'll you'll get better. And we like it. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Generative Art Podcast. As always, please give us a like, tell your friends, spread the word. You can find us on Twitter at GenArtPodcast, where all the links to all the episodes are posted. Until next time. Thank you.